Welcome to Found in Prague. I think there is something smart in um, about um, that God chooses not maybe this like the the ones that have was born were born with a particular talent, but the ones that are willing to kind of put their time and effort into it, although they they might be less skilled, um, because the one I don't want to put labels and I want to make everything very general, right? But usually in life, um, I saw patterns where uh, somebody was born with the talent of doing something, but because it it's very easy for them to achieve or get something, they just stop trying and they don't stop put putting, they, they put the, they don't put any time into it they kind of well you know I can do it I don't have to do to apply any effort and that's easy for them but for those who have to spend time and have to put a lot of effort it gets much harder for them but they are doing it they're kind of you know earning what they're getting they're not getting it for free I feel like that's kind of the correlation of why most of the people that are doing things are probably not the most talented but like earned this thing or did it and earning it hard way you know like putting the time and effort there so i think i think there is and they kind of appreciate it more because they understand they are maybe not the most skilled person for that but they're still doing it because god gave them the opportunity i think it's interesting to what you were talking about sean about because I, I feel like there's a big difference between giving your heart and or your skill as an offering to god or focusing on the heart and the skill to please man and i think that that's really important especially with this topic about you know using skills and gifts is it's such a fine line between especially if it's a natural born gifting um, something that you're good at i think it's so easy to slip into um, using it for yourself, bringing self-gratification to yourself with it, um, or also using it for, you know, gaining approval with with man. And then I think if it's a skill that you've put a lot of time and effort into learning, it can also be that same thing where you find self-gratification in it. Like, I have progressed so far in this yeah super proud of yourself or also trying to find validation from from others and i think like you were talking about getting criticism from other people or feedback you know about your gifts and skills and i think that that's a really interesting thing talking about heart versus skill in that context because um i think no matter what somebody else, how, how somebody else views it, whether you're talking about you're really good at something or not, being secure in knowing where your heart is at with God is really important. Knowing that God is pleased with you. And that side of things is so important. However, in the world, sometimes we do have to actually hone the skill 
more in order to like if it's for a job or if it's for something else like it you might actually have to hone the skill that is needed to do what you're doing and that's okay as long as we're not finding valid the validation in man's approval behind it I think being confident in where your heart is and making sure your heart is Lord I'm doing this for you whether it is whatever that looks like you know whether it's an amazing job or you know you know that "Ah, I didn't quite reach the mark on this but knowing that your heart is in it and I think that maybe that's also what you're talking about is that you hear that all the time in the church you know is the only thing that matters is your heart well it's kind of true but kind of not true it's it's really complicated yeah it's kind of it's complicated for me it was really interesting that you said like oh you see other people that are skilled and they're like why don't they put their time into this as well because um I, as I told you guys, I started being like a Sunday school teacher very early on. By the time I was 14, I had like my own group and I already graduated from Sunday school teaching school and everything. They made an exception because you had to be 18. I was 14. I was pastor's kid. So they let me. And um, Classic. obviously they're like, <laughs> yes, nodding her head. She's just literally like, so this is much. exactly, yeah. And Sean PKs too. all the way. PKs, yeah. Or actually, pastor's I was like 13 kids. at that time. So yeah, even younger. And so, yeah. And then like i i moved to another city i wasn't in sunday school at all moved to kenya wasn't in sunday school at all moved here haven't been in sunday school at all but it's still i'm really good with kids i love kids so much and i love teaching the bible to them as well because they're so open to it and it's the first time that they're hearing it so it's so like amazing to them to you know how did they fit so many animals into a boat mrs adry you know like that's that's i love it and the thing is like i, I started when I, I started at pcf i was like oh i can help out with the kids but i was like no this isn't for and me that's, anymore that's your church yeah oh yeah pcf is my church um like i was like this isn't for me anymore like i can't do this and i feel like it's a lot about journey and something you were saying like finding your your gifts and your talents is a total journey Mm -hmm. and so it was and i think it's also about seasons in your life and obviously you don't know what seasons people are in but for example when i was in costa rica that season of my life was very focused on me being innocent and just really connecting with god so that's why i was with a lot of kids and then as i started growing like now i i think god has kind of placed me into other areas so that I could grow and develop in my mindset and everything. Um, so yeah, I think it, it has a lot to do with the journey that people are on. And then about kind of putting your talents uh, in the church to the world. It's something really interesting because I started dancing in the church and I, and when you said that, you know, it's all about heart. In my church, they were super strict about like being excellent for jesus Mm -hmm. so it wasn't only about heart if you didn't know how to dance you were not dancing like if you didn't know how to serve you were not serving like it was they were very strict on it um i I love them but still uh so (laughs) i I think it makes sense right because there there is a difference between giving someone an opportunity Mm -hmm. doing something and when when because what happens in church, you're basically praising God, right? And if, for example, you're a singer mm-hmm. and you can't sing, right? <laughs> and you're on stage and you're doing it, it's it's really kind of represents the church exactly. and in a way that you probably don't want to re- be church represented, right? Like yeah, you want you want you want the best there, right? Mm-hmm. So 
and it's not saying that well if you can sing like you should never try right you should try you should put your effort in it if if that's what you want to do you should practice before you come up on a stage and do it right Please. and and it's i think it's very important right because there is a difference between giving all the opportunities to everyone, right? And then it becomes a really terrible thing, just talk, coming from the sound guy perspective. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My sister used to be the sound person in a church, and she'd just put the mics down of the people. It was a huge choir. They sounded amazing all together, but she would just put down the mics of the people that sounded bad. My mom um, was the worship leader in my church for like 23 years. And one of the things that she, she would say, you know, to whoever is it never says in the bible sing on key to the lord it says make a joyful noise however if you couldn't sing you weren't invited on the worship team so like make a joyful noise in the audience but i'm yes. not giving you a microphone yeah. <laughs> was my mom's mindset make a good joyful noise <laughs> well and i think that it's interesting because i feel like that actually even proves the heart posture even further is mm. worship is not just if you can sing yeah right like because yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like sometimes um, that skill or talent isn't there in order to be the front for it, but it doesn't mean you can't have a heart of worship and be in the congregation worshiping your heart out. You don't even have to say one sound. Mm -hmm. you, it doesn't have to be something where it's actually out there, yeah, out loud. It, yeah. it is your spirit and it is your heart. And I think that proves even you can worship God in literally anything that you are doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think when you apply that heart to the thing that you're actually good at and gifted at and skilled in, mm -hmm. it just shoots it to a whole nother level. And it's just like, like when you, I don't know, I don't know if you, anybody listening has ever experienced this, but like for me, sometimes I, I love music also. It's just phenomenal. And I listen to anything and everything and I just love music and I can appreciate the skill and sometimes I'll just sit there and just be like this person is so skilled <laughs> so talented like John Mayer if you ever watch John Mayer sit down and play guitar I mean the guy just like the guitar is like an extension of his body yeah. it's just beautiful how he plays this guitar and I think this so many times when I'm listening to music I'm just like this is incredible then when you take that skill and you directly apply it to I'm going to serve, serve God with this skill, then it's just like magnified even beyond that skill. I think for me, I'll, another example using music would be Maverick City. Some of these guys on the keyboards are insanely talented on the keyboard. And I now it's this skill plus I have a, a heart that's surrendered to God and I'm going to offer it in this act of worship and they've given their skill their time their energy their effort mm -hmm. and they now are giving it and surrendering it to God and it becomes this beautiful like vortex of just awesomeness yeah. and I, I think that that's really a neat thing to realize is that it does start with the heart it does start there like you can't it starts with that place of I'm coming to God in worship and I want to give what I have and then when you can recognize the skill and the talent that God has given you and you choose to use that for him it's just amazing now of course I think from what Sean was saying earlier 
There's actually so many examples in the Bible of somebody who didn't have the skill and God chose to use them anyways. And that's also really important, I think. But, you know, especially with this topic, we're talking about using your gifts and your skills for God. But there are literally so many examples in the scripture of people that like did not have the skill and the talent, but they had a heart that was surrendered and God used that as well. Yeah. I think Dav- David is a great example, right? And it's not only also about the skill, but like who he was. He was just a shepherd, you know, shepherd guy somewhere. And then God chose him. And I think that's that's the kind of the difference, right? God God really knows who he chooses for the particular role or or place that he puts people in. Also in church, right? So I think God chose you, particularly Sean right to be in this family to be in this church to serve with the gifts you have right mm-hmm. and there couldn't be a better person there than you even though he might you know sing better or play guitar better or do whatever else better right like but he chose specifically you and i just um about like you know choosing the ones that don't have skills um if you read uh, first first corinthians <laughs> not that Sean doesn't have skills, no 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 i'm not Sean trying has lots of skills exactly guys, no I, i'm not trying i'm not trying to downplay in Sh- sean's skills but just to talk but about the topic about right feeling like when yeah. you f- there's always going to be somebody that has better skills than you i'm i'm always. if i'm talking about just anyone anything. i'm talking about me first of all so um but uh first corinthians uh first chapter verse 27 but God chose the foolish things of the world mm. to shame the wise. God chose the weak things to, of the world to shame the strong, right? And it goes on. So God specifically chooses something that we as people think, you know, well, well, that that, well, that wouldn't work, you know, yeah. like that's not great. And and he puts, you know, us and gives us the place to develop and grow and like show people that like you shouldn't be mm-hmm. or not only the smartest people can, you know, achieve something, but yeah. in God, even like the weakest, you know, the, the can can achieve something because yeah. because of God, right? Not because of who people are and not because of your personal efforts, right? But how God changes people and what God gives you and how he changes you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's important. So, Sean, no, no offense, <laughs> I wasn't trying to play you. Something skills. so important there as well is is understanding that even in your weakest moment, God can still use you. Because mm. there were many times, for example, with when going back to dancing, um, when we would we would have like different teams to minister in every service. And so my, for example, it was my turn to to minister on like let's say Sunday afternoon and stuff. And I knew that I was. Because well, growing up, I was a very big hypocrite. And I would say like, oh, yeah, I have a great relationship with God, but I would never open my Bible and I would never like pray as much as I should have and or that I would have wanted because I kind of put my relationship with God very connected to my parents since they were going to church. They were taking me. They were the pastors. My relationship with God was very tied down to that. So on the outside, I was like the perfect, you know, pastor's daughter and everything. But then inside, I knew that I was a huge hypocrite. But I loved dancing so much and I loved ministering the presence of God through dance. And I loved standing there and just being used by the Holy Spirit that, and many times they were like, if you're in a bad place, uh, like 
in sin or like in mentally, then don't go up there because you're gonna minister that that you have inside of you. But there were moments where I was like, you know, I've sinned. I I'm not in the best place with God, but I'm gonna give all of this to Jesus, and I'm just gonna let Him fill me up with His Holy Spirit. I'm just gonna do whatever He tells me to do. And some of those moments were the days where I would go up on on the pulpit or the stage. And God would do such incredible things, not through me, but through the ministration and, and the worship and the dance and everything. That I was like, why? Why are you using me? I'm so sinful. I'm such a hypocrite, and you're still using me. And that just showed me, like, He loves me so much that no matter where I am, if I give my heart to God and I I put myself down and I take all of that stuff away, and I. Put my focus on him, then he can definitely do something so incredible. And I feel like sometimes you're like, "Oh, I can't serve because I'm in sin, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that." I'm like, "God's got you, man. <laughs> Just do you, you know, and do do God." And so, yeah, I think,、um, yeah, about the heart. That's <laughs> what I have to say. Makes me think of.、Um, I don't know if anybody listening has ever watched The Chosen, or if anybody here have, have any of you guys watched The Chosen. You told me to watch it, but I haven't.、Oh, <laughs> okay, I I have to say I really love the show,、um, and I would definitely recommend it to anybody. But something that I love that they do is they kind of take a little bit of creative liberty on. The background stories of some of the disciples of Jesus and what they might have been like. Oh, is is it、uh, is is it like it has parts like a stories it, like a separate stories with a bit of interpretation on the. Yeah, it's like it it's a it's a it's a show.、Um, I think you can find it on Angel Universe or Angel Studios. Sorry,、um, but yes, it's. Based off the life of Jesus, and it's how Jesus impacted these people's lives.、Um, so it kind of becomes more relatable because it it really tells the stories of of these individuals. And like I said, they do take creative liberty to kind of come up with stories of what they might have been going through. But I think it's really cool because it shows they don't change the story of Jesus at all. That's the same throughout the whole thing. Um, of how he changed people's lives, but one of the characters, which is Matthew,、um, they did a really interesting take on his character because you know he was in scripture he was a tax collector, and then he ended up following Jesus. And you know at the time the tax collectors they were hated by you know the people especially <laughs> especially the Jews because they were that they they had turned on their people. Um, and were、working、ripping them off,、Romans. working for the Romans. They were they were horrible people, right? And here's Jesus, and he invites this tax collector to come and be one of his followers. And what they actually do in the show, which I think is really interesting, 
is they portrayed the character as a little bit on the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. so he's somebody that's kind of socially awkward um, and but has this amazing gift for numbers Mm -hmm. and strategy and all these things. But but he is he is a little bit he he struggles with knowing how to connect with people and doing Mm -hmm. these different things. But God sees him and chooses him and says, Mm -hmm. hey, come follow me. And it's really interesting to to watch his journey unfold because he's kind of trying to learn how to deal with all these other guys, the other disciples, because he doesn't know how to relate to them as well. He just likes numbers and statistics and figuring out like the plan. And he really goes through this transformation of learning to use his gifts and his skills for Jesus in Jesus's ministry. And I think it's a really beautiful portrayal of what it's like that Jesus saw the heart of Matthew. And again, this is a, a this is creative liberty, right? Yeah. But I think it's a really beautiful telling of what God can do is he can take that heart and the skill that's there and even the place that Matthew was in, which was a hated place, right? The the, mm-hmm. the Jews hated him mm-hmm. um, for what he was doing. And he started to hate himself because he realized how terrible it was what he what he had been doing Mm. but throughout this process you know he has to recognize what he's done Sam's sorry for it and he actually has to go to the rest of the you know the disciples and be like I realize I've wronged you I've wronged our people and um you know he goes on this whole journey with Jesus and but I think it's a really cool portrayal because again you know people were the the other disciples they would get mad at him because he seemed weaker quote-unquote because Mm. he was maybe not as socially Mm. inept or you know aware of what was going on or what needed to happen in that moment he just was focused on again the statistics the facts the the numbers everything but he begins to learn how to use those gifts to further the ministry and actually help the group get further um and yeah, I just think it's a really cool portrayal. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. if you guys get the chance to watch it, The Chosen, it's really interesting. I like what they do. It's cool. Uh, it's it's interesting. I didn't see this series. I think I saw some some other series. And before I saw it, I had a just a thought that it would be really cool if somebody will shoot uh, like a series or a, f- a few movies about people that Jesus was talking to or like was interacting with yes. but we never knew what the story like how it ended how you it know ended. Mm. and then you can like spiral out of that like for example i don't know he heals uh someone right mm. and then and you don't uh, know you don't know what, what happened, happened after but yeah. like yeah. it will be a really cool story Dude, to kind of shoot a movie then you should totally watch it it's yeah yeah no no i understand i understand that it's in that realm and uh-huh. i think there is another series in that realm I, I don't remember right now, but I, I name, but I, I definitely think so. But yeah, it would be really cool. Just uh, if nobody did it yet, it's it's, it's super interesting. Even though yeah. you know it doesn't have anything well, to do with Bible exactly. Itself, and you know, and again, like they keep the integral parts of Christ, yeah, yeah, Christ ministry, yeah, you know, yeah. everything like that. But yeah, keep it because true, you wonder like what you know what would they have exactly. been going through yeah, as a person, yeah. you know, and it really brings to life the impact almost that Jesus had because you see a bigger context, whereas, you know, a lot of the scripture is just written very pragmatically. Um, Well, and even, I love it. They pull it out actually in The Chosen. They pull out the differences. Like 
Matthew's accounts are super short and to the point and more like about the statistics and John is more poetic and more, you know, creative in his writing. And so they, you know, pull out the draw out those characteristics. So they, they'd really take their time to dig into scripture and see what could these people have actually been like. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. I don't know. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. One, one other example in the Bible of um, God kind of asking for specific things and use, using skilled people was uh, building a portable um, tabernacle, the, the one that they carried mm-hmm. in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of popped into my mind that he was very specific on every dimension and everything. And then in the end, when basically he kind of gave the directions on what exactly has to be built, he also said that there are skilled people to do that Mm -hmm. because it was a very particular skill somebody had to do, right? And and build the thing. So that's just another example how, how like in a Bible of people that need to be skilled in a particular way to do something, right? And mm-hmm. it was building a tabernacle in this case, but it was very it was very particular and, and it was a very unique skill that back then was also, you know, scarce. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. If we go back to talk about David as well, one of the things that I love about his story is that, you know, he's he plays a harp and he's used by God to minister to Samuel and because of that, he he gets to the position that he is as king of David, king of Israel, and then to to Saul, he played Saul. Saul. Uh, what did I say, Samuel? Oh, Saul. I'm sorry, Saul. <laughs> and also calms him down, right? By yeah, yeah. calms him down, yeah. and so he's put there um, to help him daily. And mm-hmm. then we've got the Psalms because of King David, and so I feel like even those those things, God uses it for better. And then you even see in David's story how much he sinned and how much he was human but Jesus like God still says he's a man after my own heart Mm -hmm. and so how would you even you know dream of being sinful and being a man after God's heart like it's Mm -hmm. just grace and faith and that also reminds me one of my my favorite uh, passages in the Bible is Luke 7 when uh, Jesus, well, the centurion comes to Jesus and tells him like, oh, my servant is dying. Can you please like help me? And, you know, the centurion's this military guy who has like, you know, 100 people under his care. He's uh, not even a Jew, I believe. I think he's um, Roman. But, um, But he says like, you know what? Don't even come to my house. I'm not worthy just say the word and I know that he will be healed. And Jesus says, I have not seen this much faith in all of Jerusalem. And I'm just like, you know, even someone that might not be even putting their skills to, you know, in quotation marks, the church or God, well, he was serving uh, the church, but, um, but still, you know, it, even people that are, are live normal lives for say that are not pastors, that are not missionaries, that are not, we, they can still be used for the glory of God and have that faith and have that grace as well, which I think is so important. Yeah. If, if we're talking about using skills out, outside of work or outside of church, work is, is another place uh, where... Um, you're you're showing people around you like the the way you work and the way you approach things um, could be clearly different from other people at your company, which are just coming there for you know 
getting getting a paycheck and if if you have a different work morale right like if you do your work the best of your abilities like people around you can see that you're not just here for you know just be like come at eight and leave at five right that and and i think it could be a testimony and i don't know being being honest and being um really good at what you're doing and being dedicating you know time and i want to say precise but not precise but, um very important for graphic design um <laughs> but what what i'm trying to say is you can definitely do, doing your work you can definitely show other people jesus, jesus yeah <laughs> I actually, when I moved to Prague, I worked at a restaurant. It was a Latino restaurant here, and I was just doing it for fun. I started um, washing dishes because a guy was like on the Facebook group, like, "Hey, um, I need someone to cover my shift. Do you want to? Does anybody have time?" And so I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" And my parents were like, "Adri, you don't have to work. You know that we're here for you." I'm like, "No, but I just, I just want some, you know, some, some experience." And then I quickly got. They were like, "You're really talkative. Do you want to be a waitress?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." Like, you know, they they couldn't shut me up behind the dishwasher, so they they moved me to waitress. So funny! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you expect? And then, um, and so I worked there actually for nine. I just lost it. <laughs> um, so I worked as a waitress for nine months. And um, and I remember one day, like, our shifts were quite long on Fridays and Saturdays. We would go in at, like, 4.30 or 5. And on Mondays and Tuesdays, which is kind of slow, we would leave at, like, 10. But then during the weekends, we'd leave at 2, 3 in the morning. And we were exhausted, you know, like running up and down. Like I appreciate waitresses so much <laughs> because it's a hard job. But I never realized that I would always do it with a smile on my face. And my coworker one day, she's like, she was super tired on like the counter. And she just looks at me. She's like, Adri, how is it possible that you still have a smile on your face at this hour? It's like <laughs> 11 p.m. and I'm so tired. And I'm just like, oh, it's Jesus. And she's like, what? I'm like yeah it's god she's like you're crazy and she just moved away and i was just like it's god it really is like how else am i gonna have that much well god really did give me a lot of energy but um that's also him like even that just being energetic and just being crazy like i give that to god too because i'm like that's that's you um so yeah you know I, even those things that you're like you know serving people giving them food just like always doing it with a smile on my face i think impacted them because a lot of people are like you know you're the first person that smiled at me today. I'm like, what? Like, come on. Even like, I remember I went to print some things at the print shop and the, I was like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, you know, you're the first person to be nice to me today. And it was like 3 p.m. And I'm like, excuse you, are you okay? Do you want a hug? Like, and, and so it's really like, you know, just being that light is also sharing Jesus. And even in the, the non-Christian spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can truly like say that if you can be acknowledged in the church, skill-wise and heart-wise, I can truly testify that you are going to be excellent in the world because people of course in the face value they 
really consider like skill as important. But today I had a meeting, and the the I was like, "What is the qualification?" They're like, "Responsibility." <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of that to go around, <laughs> and I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> It means that you have a heart in this, and you're not just gonna treat this as like for as money go, and stuff. just a thing that you do for a while, and you're gonna leave anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And That's what I feel like has taught me to do in everything I do um, in church. Is to I know for a fact that anything that God makes me do, I'm not gonna quit anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I realized. If you're gonna be like a worship leader, you're gonna be a worship leader for quite some time <laughs> until you leave the yeah, country. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be good at it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That too. If you're gonna be a graphic designer, might as well, you know, try to be good at it so that your church looks good. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that I've uh, continuously realized. God put you through this responsibility and torture for you <laughs> to. For me, it was kind of like you know semi torture, but oh, you know <laughs> because like there, imagine you. imagine you're like you you don't have the skill set and you feel you see like everybody else who is better than you and suddenly you are put in the position to do it and suddenly those people who are skilled like they're like looking at your work all the time and criticizing you all the time and you're like what <laughs> you didn't even do it you know yeah. <laughs> you're criticizing me the entire time you can't say anything back to them because they're giving them you're giving you know some cr- constructed feedback oh, because yeah. like you, you know yeah. send, everybody send them the way our church we have a lot of work <laughs> to do there so that's what i'm saying like um constantly you know the god is testing yeah and i think uh, allowing uh proper practice i think church is an amazing place to properly practice your skill it really is and then more importantly god is trying to prepare your heart mm-hmm. because ultimately that that is what makes a difference in the world and in yourself and in the church or in the, in the kingdom of god like um I, definitely I think that like within that preparing of the heart comes a heart for excellence, right? Because mm-hmm. our God is a God of excellence. Yeah. And so even within the the preparing the heart and the, you know, everything, I think that knowing the character and nature of who God is, um, that he is a God of excellence. And yeah, I think that that's also really huge, like too, and just thinking of some of the examples that we've said tonight, even with David with the harp, like, mm-hmm. or even um, I was thinking of Joseph, um, mm-hmm. how Joseph ended up being so good at his job when he was in Potter's, Potiphar's house. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the Potter's house. The Potter's house. <laughs> Not the Potter's house. When he was in, the, in Potiphar's the house, he was so good at his job at, you know, uh, managing the work that he had that he got promoted up you know really really high and he had the heart and the integrity um to get to that point that you know potiphar really trusted him Mm -hmm. and also 
you know, some of you might know the story, but anyways, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> he was, he was, um, accused of basically having an affair with Potiphar's wife and, um, being the man of integrity that he was, um, he ended up losing his, his position and job and getting sent to, to jail. But he, even though he did nothing, he wouldn't bow to um, actually some manipulation that was happening with mm-hmm. Potiphar's wife that she was trying to get him to, you know, actually do that. And so anyways, it was just, it, I just think it's a really interesting story of like how actually Joseph was kind of cocky as, as a young kid. He, he, he had some developing, yeah, he had some, some cockiness and it took time and he, he did go through some shedding of that, I believe probably, Mm. but his heart was a heart of excellence and it got him places. And, you know, he went through a lot of hardship when he was in jail Mm. for how many years, seven years? No, I I forget how many years, but anyways, he was in jail for a, a, a while. Um, and I think of course, going through that, there was a lot of shedding that happened and a lot of probably, um, growth. And when he got out, he ended up becoming the second in command of all of Egypt basically. And, and just to see that heart, the heart met with, again, the heart for excellence in Mm. what he was doing, he had influence over the nations. And I think, man, if we could think that that kind of way as Christians to have a heart to serve God, to be stripped of our pride, to be stripped of our cockiness, um, to have a heart of excellence so that we can be impacting nations, like that's amazing. And yeah. I think that it's a really cool story and encouragement for anybody, especially as a young person, um, that that's where God wants to lead his people to is actually impacting nations. And we can mm-hmm. do that with that heart and that skill combined together. For me, it really reminds me of the being faithful in the little and God will put you in, in bigger places. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that in terms of money, like you have to be faithful with your tithes and your offerings. But then it's also about being faithful with your time and with your skills and understanding that everything that God has given to you, let it be little or small. Let it, let's say you like to draw, but you're not good at it, or you like to play music and you're not good at it. If you're faithful in that and you are disciplined and you have that dedication, then he will put you onto something much, much bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. In his, if it's in his plan, you know, you yeah. never know. <laughs> yeah. So we hope that um, some of these stories and what we talked about today just encourages all of our listeners that um, you guys have skills and talent and with cultivating heart like you can use those things um, for god wherever you are and um yeah we'll catch you next time (laughs) thanks for joining us for today's episode of found in prague If you enjoyed today's show, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time.